The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Jake Scott with you broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Lloyd Cole producing today across the glass from me. Hello, Lloyd. What's Hello, going on? Jake. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know. You having a good day? I'm having a great day. How are you? How is your day? You had, you, had a, you had a nice concert last night that you went to. Yeah. Which, by the way, I saw the picture. It looked awesome. Dude, I, some cool cloudage. A lot it of clouds. might not have been. So I, when I got home, I went out on the patio and sat out there and just took in the nice oh, rainy so nice. air. Oh. And I was like, wow, it is really nice. Originally, I was like, man, that's going to be a rough concert. We thought but we I thought to myself, on, yeah. it had to have been a great one. Oh, man. It was, it was a really good show. The weather couldn't have been better. I think, you know, one man's opinion here. I think USANA is super underrated. Like it's got that it's got the beautiful backdrop. Now that uh, they've got that, uh, what do they call it? Uh, oh, I just drove on it last night. What am I forgetting about that? That parkway that goes from two hundred one pretty much straight there. The golf course? No, no, no. They've got a big old road that's even uh, west of Bangor. That's really nice. Okay. The, some Mountain View corridor. That. Okay. I was just making it of you driving on the golf course, Joe. It's easy to. Uh, I know. I know. But it's easy to go in and out of. I don't know. Great experience. Shout out to the good folks at USANA. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a 311 fan. I have been. You know, got together with some buddies. We go to the show. We try to go every time they're in town and, you know, dial back the clock a little bit and try to act like we're in our, our, our uh, mid-20s again. But um, had a little bit more juice, I felt, last night, Lloyd. It was a, it was a particularly good show. And I thought maybe because uh, these guys haven't been touring for a year. And there are a few shows into their tour. Uh, maybe they're they're excited to be back. It was cool. I'm glad I went. But anyway, point is, it ended up being a late night. Got a a, a young infant, a five month old, meaning uh, and a four year old, meaning I have early mornings, which I, I'm not going to complain about. But you know, the day started early, so Lloyd, I was a little grumpy to begin with. Uh, you asked about my day. Um, spent. A good amount of time waiting around for the uh, dishwasher repairman because, you know, when life is busy and uh, and a lot of stuff is going on, the jazz season is starting again, of course, that's when the dishwasher decides to die because that's that's how it works, right? It's okay. I understand. When it rains, it pours, you know, and it's just one of those things. You know, we have, think about this, we have an apparatus that cleans our dishes for us. I mean, uh, really, uh, minor problem in the blip of life, but still an inconvenience nonetheless. Right, Lloyd? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, uh, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the kids around because the wife's got to work. I mean, we're, 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 we're scrambling. 
It's been, uh, you, you know, it's been an eventful couple of weeks, and and just Lloyd, where we were, we were moving. I got a jazz game tonight. We're making it happen, and uh, so I spend most of my day dealing with that. Of course, then you got to dive into show prep and those sorts of things. I I try to dial out from social media sometimes, especially when I got a lot going on. And so, lo and behold, uh, I pull up the Twitter a little while ago, and I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm also getting buried by Ute fans online. That's nice. What a, you were? What a, what a great addition to the day. That is terrific. And it's for a take that I've had on this show, like... 20 times. In fact, when I brought it up yesterday, uh, Lloyd, you said, oh, this again? You remember that? Yes, I do Yes, remember you did. This. And so it's it's kind of funny how things snowball. Isn't isn't? Uh, well, I would have thought you would have had more of that yesterday. Uh, right. And it happened like this morning. Well, it, all of a sudden I looked and I was like, wait, what is going on? No, well, what did he do? So I'm like, I'm searching your Twitter. I'm like, what did you do? And I had the, well, this, this Twitter guy, and I, I'm actually going to I mean, I, I, we can make a conversation out of it. I'm totally fine. We'll we'll talk about it coming up at at two thirty. It was a hot ute take I had yesterday, and about a hundred times in the past that we can reset. But anyway, I'm I'm fine with going through the juicy controversy. That uh, uh, you know, did Hans agree with me? Maybe we yeah. Well, well we were kind of discussed off air a little bit. Really? So, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. He wasn't quite sure what all the all the hubbub was all the about. Hubbub was about. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. Well, well, we'll talk about it at, at two thirty, and then you know what? If we feel like we we need to get Hans on to to back me up, maybe. We well, I think he might be headed to the studio. So oh, is he? Yeah, he might be oh, able we'll to stop just... in for a sec. I think he might be. I could be wrong. A lot of things going on yeah, right now. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll do that then. But we'll talk about that. But anyway, this guy. Uh, well, I assume it's guy. It certainly could be a girl. Uh, this person tweeted at me like af- at the end of the show last night, Lloyd, at the end of the show, asking me about it. And honestly, when I was at the concert, now I did tweet out a picture, I guess, so I wasn't off Twitter at the concert, but but I don't know about you, Lloyd, but I'm not I'm not bouncing over to USANA just to, uh, you know, take in a little 311 and uh, my phone. Yeah, I'm not. No, but sometimes so. when you have a, like I said, it was a, it, the picture was very nice. When you have a picture like that, it's like, you know what, let's, let's share this. Yeah, let's get that out there. Yeah, All and, good. I'm at a good concert. And Live Nation is a, is a great partner of ours. Uh, you know, the sponsor of the band of the day, and uh, we gave out 311 tickets on the station. So I, I, th- I thought, yeah, let's let's send that out there. It was a, it was a great night, but I wasn't exactly you know dialed in, so I, I didn't get back to this guy. And then or gal in the morning. This morning, I guess <laughs> he, he's like, why haven't you answered me? And then. Goes off to reset my take, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. It's not that bad. It's not the first time it's happened to me. But I'll tell you this. It did make me a tad bit grumpy uh, this morning. I mean, I think it was just the cumulative effect. But anyway, long well, story I short, i got to get a new you dishwasher. Wa- you walked in, and you seemed like you were in a great place. <laughs> I love it when the dishwasher repair guy's like, so you're going to need a new motor there. And it's like, oh. How's your oh, dishwasher? Uh, am I? Like, I don't know, Lloyd, 10 years probably? Uh, I, I don't know what the, it might be due, I guess. Uh, I don't For know. some repair work, the, the, I guess. The, the point is it's not working. Yeah. The, the, the po- point, point is, is it's a hassle. The dirty dishes go in and, and clean ones don't come out. You know what I mean? So we got to get a new motor. And, and then, I'm telling you, when you got kids, 
I love my dishwasher. I don't want to be scrubbing it. dishes. I don't yeah, want to be doing it because I, I got other things to do with the kids. We've been doing it for a few days yeah. now, and yeah, it's I spend half my day doing dishes, and then because we have a lot of laundry, I spend the other half my day doing laundry. Not the point. Not the point. Point is. I'm just going to destroy that dishwasher when we take it out. I'm going to hit it with something. Whoa, you're going to go but, like uh, like the printer or the the copy maybe, machine on uh, maybe on office space. Office space. Yeah. Well, and the good news is, is like you know, there's no appliance shortage or anything in the world right now. I mean, that's that's not a thing or anything, you know. <laughs> so nope, you should be fine. Oh, and did I mention that our ice maker died at the same time in our in our fridge slash really? freezer, freezer, which isn't that old. Oh man! So I've had a day, man. You make your drinks we, with no ice. We did. Uh, I know it's, it doesn't work as well, but uh, we did manage to at least get the you know the appliance guy who's there to fish fix the dishwasher. Be like, hey, oh hey, I got hey, this. What do you know? <laughs> this ice maker here just barely went out. Literally, but when when the fix you, when you get this from from the the expert right where he says like well I could fix this but the price to fix it will likely you know make you want to just get a new one and you're like oh well why don't I get that price anyway and then the guy goes okay and hands you back the uh, hands you back the the how much it's going to cost and you go. Yeah, you were right about that. Let's just get a new one. I, I guess I'm getting a new one. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, that's the day I've had. Then I opened up Twitter, and it was like, oh, here's people saying uh, creative insults and a- a- aiming them my way. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk about it, though. We'll talk about it at 2.30. Uh, the Jazz, it's it's game uh, game day here on the station. We'll talk a lot of uh, Jazz basketball today. Pre-game. Begins at 5.30. Tim Lacombe will be here, and we will get you ready for the Jazz and the Mavericks. Uh, and we'll get you an update of, of who's actually playing in this game, because it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be a fully loaded Jazz team, I'll tell you that. So we'll get to that. Uh, coming up, Ben Anderson of KSL Sports. Uh, and kslsports.com, of course, is going to join the show at the top 3 o'clock hour. He covers the jazz for KSL Sports. He's our good friend, and uh, he's now our coworker, Lloyd. Which we're gonna have. To I get, love Ben. We're gonna have to get Ben's used. a good dude. Oh man, Ben. Uh, ben is. We one got of the, to know him during. Uh, I got. I got to know him a lot better during the uh, during the pandemic because I was well. Once we started, when the games, the NBA season started, because we had a bunch of different yeah. pre half and post that was. We going, did. And he it, did uh, yeah. a, a season uh, doing pre half and post with me on the jazz broadcast and. Uh, Man, he's he's uh, one of the good ones. He does a great job covering the jazz, and uh, we always like having him on the show, and we'll do that at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. At 4, the one and only Patrick Kinahan is going to be here, hanging out, making it happen. So we're going to talk to PK. Always like talking to PK. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of college football, but uh, I want to talk jazz with PK as well, and I wouldn't mind talking a little uh, Urban Meyer with PK, oh, and we can we can run through my Twitter controversy with PK if if we want to get his take on that if we want to do that at four because he doesn't deal with any of that stuff ever. No PK, yeah, no. no. You know what's funny? I it it 
led to a thought in my mind, and, and we'll jump into the jazz here in one second. But uh, like I heard Scotty talking about this, that you know, present circumstances has led to a lot of reflection, and I, I agree. I've thought back about a lot of stuff, and and as I was uh, paying attention, you know, opening my Twitter and uh, going through it and thinking, like, do I want to respond online? It's like, not really. I'll talk about it on my show. This is my venue. I can properly express my opinion. And I realize that people on social media don't have that luxury, but I do. So, and plus I kind of find it entertaining and I'm in the uh, opinion business. But how funny is social media? Because I, back when I started in radio, when you interned, uh, which I did, what, what Lloyd, 75% of the job was answering the phone because yeah. we took a ton of phone calls. That's that's what we did. That was old school radio, especially old school sports talk radio. It took a lot of phone calls. Things evolve. People don't use the phone as much anymore. Phone calls uh, just aren't as much of a thing. Um, but back then it was funny because you'd answer the phone and you'd get this. Let me talk to those bozos. I can't believe the, these morons have been at it for too long. And then and then you go, OK, hang on there, Bob. We'll get to Type you. Type in angry color Bob. <laughs> Put on, on three. <laughs> they go out to Bob. Let's let's get out to Bob on line three. And and uh, Bob, I, I understand you you don't wholeheartedly agree with us. Uh, well, first of all, guys, I just want to tell you, big fans, big fan, love the sh- love the sh- love the show, love you, love you personally. But yeah, I've got a minor little, you know. Disagreement, a little. little uh, you guys were mostly on. Like ninety-five percent of your take was was uh, there, except for this one little thing. Thank you, love the show. Bye. I'll listen to the answer off air. See you later. You know, and I, I always thought that was kind of a funny social experiment, right? So with social media, it's. I, I think there's a lot of that because it's not the personal interaction, you know, and so it's 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 kind of a funny world out there. But anyway, yeah, you fans are after me today. We'll talk about that at uh, at 2.30. Stay tuned. Should we talk about the Jazz game tonight, Lloyd? Should we jump into that? Let's uh, let's get into the split story of the day. Go right ahead. Here's Butler off the bounce three. Swish! Rookies back-to-back answers. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. Just getting a little more comfortable. Um, you know, it's first time playing an NBA game. There's a lot of emotions and stuff like that. Um, I played a national championship game, so I wasn't nervous, just trying to get comfortable. Uh, that's what it was. All right, that's Jared Butler right there as the Jazz get set to take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. You can hear all of the action right here on the Zone Sports Network starting at 6.30. David Locke and Ron Boone uh, will be on the call. Coach Lacombe and I will get you ready for tip. We'll do halftime and uh, and post game as well. But here is your uh, injury update uh, for today for the Jazz. Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell out due to rest. Resting it up. Hassan Whiteside out with left heel soreness. That's not good. Boyan Bogdanovich out with, of course, the shoulder issue he's been dealing with, although I believe he's getting back to full contact practice. So, you know, it sounds like he's on the road to uh, to be back uh, in the lineup. And Rudy Gobert is, uh, or excuse me, Rudy Gay. I'm going to have to get used to this two Rudys thing. I mean, I've been saying Rudy Gobert and only Rudy Gobert for quite some time now. Now we've got another Rudy G. Maybe I just go with Rudy G, and then I can't be wrong. 
There you go. Or just Rudy. But then that gets confusing. Yeah, it gets I very su- confusing. I suppose Rudy G would as well. You have to think about this. Rudy Gay is out due to off-season heel surgery. And, uh, and again, he should be back sometime soon. Uh, who knows? But may go into the regular season a little bit. So with that in mind, here a cut from uh, Jared Butler right there. He's, he's going to have another opportunity to, to get some experience and get some minutes and uh, go show the Jazz what, uh, what he can do. Wonder how much we'll see of of who's left. Like, how much is uh, is Jordan? Clark- I mean, Jordan Clarkson could take every shot in the game tonight if he wanted. And it'll be a lot what you talked about with uh, um, with Donovan taking you know all those yeah. shots in that short amount. Go of time. get your shots. It's practice. Yeah, it's it's working on some shots. It's doing the, exactly that. It's not overexerting in some areas. Uh, and. Yeah, it's just figuring it's figuring some things out. Yeah, figuring out each other. They're not trying to win. That's not the goal here. In fact, right? I you always know? hate it in, when a team wins everything in the preseason. I feel like it's always a bad omen. Oh yeah, it it is a bad it omen. It is a bad omen. It's like okay, it, you know, were you guys trying? Because you're not really supposed to be. Like is is that is that a good? thing? I don't think that. Well, and same thing with going winless or whatever in the preseason. It it does not matter because it, the idea is not to win. The idea is to work on things. I have this. I have this theory, Lloyd. Tell me if you buy into this. I have this theory about how the model of player development amongst young players in Europe, with kind of more of that academy style system. You know, you you go away at thirteen and you're playing basketball. It's, it's borderline professional, but you're in that you know that kind of system or whatever. As opposed to. Um, the way high school to college and all that works in uh, in these United States is winning is super important in AAU and in high school and all of that. These these coaches, and I don't blame the coaches because their job is to go out there and win. Their job isn't necessarily to develop a player. So let's say you get a seven footer as or you know six ten guy as a as a high school coach, you're putting him under the basket. And you're saying, hey, go out there and dunk and rebound and block shots and all that stuff. Well, at the you know, eventually that player is gonna end up at a level where there's lots of six ten guys. And all of a sudden that six ten guy is not necessarily overly skilled from a basketball standpoint, you know, dribble, shoot, and pass, where in Europe it seems to me like the prospects have come in with a skill advantage at a young age. I mean, look at the skills Luka Doncic has. I wonder, you know, because he's been raised to have that game since, you know, he he entered the system or whatever. And winning isn't as important in Europe. It's more about development and developing skills. So just a theory. That's all. You know, yeah, I could see it. How like, many how many players who are six ten have come and gone in the NBA because they lack skill, but yet at lower you know levels, college even, they dominate because they're bigger than everybody else. Countless. You see it all the time, especially in college. And you're like, wow, that guy could be really something great. And doesn't have quite the, the skill right. level. The development doesn't 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 show. Right. So I don't know. That's that's my theory. But anyway, preseason, 
regular season, they're they're not uh, out there trying to win. It's not about wins and losses. And I, I do think getting a look at a guy like Jared Butler is exactly what the Jazz are going to do tonight. You know, we'll see going forward in the preseason if they maybe play a little more rotation and maybe Coach Snyder uh, experiments a little bit with combinations and those sorts of things with, with players that are, are actually going to play major roles on the team. But tonight is going to be about what are you going to do with this opportunity? How badly do you want to be here? And, you know, are you going to go out there and use the experience to uh, to get better as a young player? I, I brought it up a bunch yesterday. You know, a guy like Elijah Hughes, who gets taken in a bizarre year where he doesn't have a training camp, a weird G League bubble. You know, the Jazz are really good. So it's not like he's starting off anywhere near the rotation to begin with, doesn't get a ton of opportunity. And then... You know, preseason game number one, he's stepping in and getting a start. That's, I mean, that's a that's a great opportunity for him, and I would guess he'll start again tonight with with everybody that's going to be out. So, you know, go go out there, battle, show what you can do, and and fight for a rotation spot. And that I think is not really attainable at the moment because the Jazz are so deep this year with veteran players. You know, even even a guy like uh, Eric Pascal is borderline on the outside looking in of the rotation. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if if one of these players that are going to be highlighted tonight is capable of playing their way into the rotation, but, you know, you find out who you're going to invest in and who you're going to develop going forward and see what they do with an opportunity. It can say a lot about a player. That's probably my... my uh what I'm most interested in. You were fortunate enough to be, be able to get to watch that game on I the did. other night. Yeah, shout out to so, Jeremy Potter. Yeah. Hey, how about that so, guy? So I'm, I'm extremely interested on watching Jared Butler, mainly. Like, I just want to see yeah. what he can do. And, I mean, just following the stats and, you know, listening to your guys' breakdown of it uh, after the game, like – I want to see what he can do tonight. I mean, he has another game kind of sim- you know similar to the, like that. I mean, that's got me extremely excited to see what he can do in the regular season when it starts to really matter. Yep. Like, can he be that guy? Lloyd, did we really dress the same today? Did that yeah, happen? We did. And it's not like we're we wearing... don't do it on purpose, but for some weird reason, you and I tend to do it yeah. more than most. But we're, usually it's with like station gear. Yeah, station that gear. We've no, no, no. Acquired over the years. This is like an olive green. Sweater. We went olive green today, both of us. Both with hoods. Yours is a zip up. Mine is not. That's Mine's a pullover. The only difference. The only difference is yours is a zip a zip up. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're on the same wave, same wavelength today. Yes. Lord. That's good. That's good. Do a couple shows with you, and this is what happens. Uh, ben Anderson is going to join the show at the top of the three o'clock hour from KSLSports.com. He covers the Jazz. We'll run some of the stuff uh, by Ben. What he's looking for in the game tonight. PK is going to be with us in the four o'clock hour. And uh, Tim Lacombe will jump on at 5.30 when we get Jazz Game Night started. That is the plan. We will get to my um, take yesterday that generated a Twitter reaction this morning. Again? Uh, yeah. i got to do this again. If huh? I'm in a good mood, maybe I'll read okay. some of the insults. We'll see. I don't know. I've had a rough day. Oh, man, I've had a rough morning. <laughs> Do you ever think that? I think that all the time in my personal life. Do you ever have drops come into your brain 
in I mean, we've been doing this Lloyd for a long time. Do drops yes. ever come into your brain as like a commentary on what's yeah. happening in your real life? Yes. You know? Yes, yes. Like uh, it seems like every time like all of a sudden I'm like my stomach's growling and I'm like, Oh man, I'm hungry. And I just think of hands as I'm hungry. Yeah. No, I seriously like I spilled <laughs> This is dumb. I'll keep it short. But I uh, all day Saturday last weekend, I had uh, my two girls all to myself, my five-month-old and my, uh, my four-year-old. And I'm, I'm holding the five-month-old on the couch. I've got a full cup, Lloyd, of coffee, like, like a 20-ouncer like a on the coffee table. And the four-year-old starts, like, crying about something. And I've got to get up to do something with the five-month-old, like put her in the swing or whatever, and like, bam, coffee goes right over. I mean, the whole thing, like all 20 ounces, right out of the coffee table, and there's stuff everywhere. I had to buy two library books today. That's another thing that happened to me today, because they got drenched in coffee, and, and the four-year-old doesn't care. She's got whatever she's got going on and is upset about. And all of a sudden, my, my wife is calling me on the phone. Anyway, speaking of that, by the way, I, I told you I told you how Friday night I had all the cousins last Friday night, uh-huh. I had all the cousins over. So we had four kids that were that were hanging out and having a great time. So that morning I'm getting them all breakfast. They're getting breakfast or whatever. And they're like, ah, we all we want milk. And I'm like, oh, so I'm going to get them all milk. I'm like, OK, so I pour and I've got cubs that have lids because I've yeah. learned cubs with lids. Yes. Yeah, that's a must. So I. Get you know, I'm pouring milk in in ones, and I I put the lid on, and, and sure, and I'm going to the next kid. Sure enough, I accidentally bumped it, and the, the milk just goes everywhere, yeah, all over the table. The the lid pops off, and I'm like, so I've got milk dripping in between the crack of the table, and you know the smell of of milk when it, when it dries up. Oh, and you have to clean up. You have every to clean drop. every inch. Oh, you got to yeah. get a Q-tip to clean yeah. every corner. You got to clean the rug that's underneath, and it's like, oh, yeah. You might want to zero res that rug. Yeah, well, I'm going to. Yeah, that might be a yeah. good idea for you. Yeah, something like that. Because we were just yeah, dog milk. sitting just the other night, and I had a, a dog that had an accident on my carpet. And I'm like, it's time. It's time. Zero it's res time. time. Get on that. <laughs> Not even my dogs. These stupid things that aggravate us. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some Utes. We're going to talk Utah quarterbacks coming up next. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. It is time to bring in Nick Ford right now, the youth center. I got to feel like your football team should be thinking, we got a legitimate chance here because it's so unpredictable to go down there and get the first win in the Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. We do understand that, and we understand we're getting the conference play and that, you know, we need to really bite down and go as hard as we can and empty the tank because we are one to know the opportunity is still on the table. I think it was back in 2006, Green Bay talked about turning the table, and that's the same mentality we are right now. You, sometimes you don't start off as hard as you like, but as long as that table gets turned in your favor and you continue to turn it, then you got to keep running with it. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big 
show. Jake Scott, Hans Olsen jumping on with me real quick here. Uh, Band of the Day today, 311. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For you the had latest. fun last night? Oh, man, it was great. It was great. Atta boy. And I haven't been to a concert in a long time, so it it was it was a good time. Weather held good? Oh, it was amazing. Beautiful. So did, did, did your dishwasher leak before or after? Dishwasher broke a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. A couple of days. You already ago. got that bad news. Yeah, ice maker not working now either. But uh, it was a great show. And uh, Live Nation latest tour news and and uh, artist insight. Go to LiveNation.com and they put on a miraculous show last night. It was terrific. You go to a lot of concerts, so love concerts. You like Usana? Love Usana. I do too. Underrated. I was talking about this earlier. Love Usana, and I I've really appreciated what they've done with traffic, and I've really appreciated what they've done with security. I think security is killing it out there at USANA. Well, I'll tell I think you, they, they usher you quick. You know, there's quick checks. Everything they do is very nice. Well, you know, they're doing uh, just like the arena here. They're doing vaccination cards or uh, proof of uh, negative test. Oh, and I so I didn't know that either until we got there. And uh, uh, I thought, oh boy, this is going to add something to security. And no, they were they were good. They that's, were making it happen. That's it, interesting. I went to the Lady A concert a couple weeks ago, yeah. and they didn't. Maybe it's a new thing. That must have uh, just been put in place. Honestly, I didn't but care. I just found still it on my phone. Fantastic <laughs> venue, man. Uh, absolutely. So here's the thing, Hans. Uh, at the end of the show yesterday, I talked about uh, Cameron Rising and why we've seen some positives from him, certainly. But I still have this in the back of my mind that how much to believe in him because Utah has recruited over the top of Cameron Rising twice, which is a take that I've had many times on this show mm-hmm. because I, I mean, it's what they did. It's what happened. Um, so I get this from at uh, Ute Believer on Twitter at the very end of my show last night, and I went to a concert, so I wasn't exactly dialed in. And Ute uh, Believer, obviously a big Aggie fan, who says, "What do big you Aggie mean?" Fan or uh, oh, I'm trying to make a joke. <laughs> okay. I think he's a Ute fan. All right, he's got a big picture, Aggie fan. He's got a picture of a dog with a Ute hat on. So. Okay. Uh, he says, "What do you mean Utah keeps recruiting over rising?" So I did not respond, and I got apparently. Um, this morning, I got a, a basically a tweet that says, how dare you not respond to me? You owe us an explanation or something or other. And then it, it spun out of control from there. Uh, let's see. He said this. But no, really, Jake, you said Utah's recruiting over rising. I'd love to hear you explain this. I tweeted at you yesterday when I heard you say this near the end of your show. I think in fairness to the Utah program, you need to explain. Hmm. Anyway. I'd love to hear the explanation. I've, I've, I've explained the take many times, and I don't think you have to be in the room recruiting to kind of understand at least kind of what's going on. Cameron Rising has been in the program for a while, and two years in a row, Utah went out and got a senior transfer from a big program to come to transfer to Utah. Now, listen, Hans, you, you know recruiting better than me, but how many senior transfers are transferring not to play? None. So... <laughs> To get a senior transfer, I'm not saying that you have to promise the job per se, but you have to communicate to the recruit that in all likelihood they're going to play. Well, I think that Brewer's quick exit, I think that had, tells you everything you need to know. I think that had something to do with him believing he would be starting through the whole season. He wants to play. Right. And may have had some doors and thoughts that he would be playing. Yes. Kind of leaning that way, so when it when it when the door was shut and it was like, "Hey, we're going in a different direction." He's like, "Wait a second, that's not what I was told." Gone, right? Yeah. And I actually don't blame him because he can still have that redshirt year and he can play. He wants to play. Well, I don't, I'm playing. I don't blame him. Well, so 
the reason I wanted to come in and make some comments on this, Jake, because I don't think that you're sitting here saying that Cam Rising's a terrible quarterback. I don't think you're sitting here saying that they're recruiting over the top of him because he's a terrible quarterback. I just think you're simply stating the fact that they have recruited a couple of senior transfers to come in and push him or potentially play over the top of him. But that's important for the staff. That's not wrong for them to do. Right. They, they need to continue to push Cam Rising. You know, Cam Rising was going back and forth and and was able to land a starting spot over one of those transfers when we thought that it was probably going to be Bentley. But he went out and he landed that starting spot. He won it. And then he lost it because of injury. And that tells us, all right, well, he was pretty darn good. He was pretty good. But then we realized, okay, but how good? Because Bentley is just terrible. Bentley was not good. He was just not a good quarterback. So then you had questions of, wait a second, okay, so he won the job, but we can see why. Because Bentley is... He he wasn't who they thought he was. No. And it's weird because the start of this season, Charlie Brewer felt like he was going to be the guy. Weber State, I felt like he dealt with the blitz well. And then I thought they'd get the offensive line organized. But then you quickly saw that Charlie Brewer was dealing with his own demons which I don't know exactly what those were, but he was dealing with some pressure and he wasn't getting a lot of help up front and wasn't getting a lot of help from his running backs. I don't know if he was a great fit. I've heard you break this down nicely on the differences between how Utah plays and how Baylor plays and how they max protect. Oh, yeah. have athletes on the outside and... and Oh, yeah. They had two receivers that weren't guardable. Right. That's not Utah's scheme. I mean, that's not what they do. And so it just didn't work and, and... now you just hope that Cam Rising is kind of what we th- hoped he might be. But I don't understand why that's perceived as a negative. Well, that, that's not even a negative on the staff. Oh, that's the other thing. I was I was accused of insulting the staff. It's like, I'm not insulting anything. I'm that's just, not a uh, negative on the staff. The staff's got to do their job. Uh, here's, uh, let's see, Jimmy on Twitter, uh, who's a, uh, um, let's see, his Twitter handle's at CB underscore Ute. So another Aggie fan. Okay. Uh, he tweets in, he says, Jake claims Utah is and has recruited over Rising. In reality, Utah recruits over every player every year. So does BYU, so does USC. Football fans understand the recruiting process, but to the local Utah media, it's an opportunity to attack the Utah program. Um, I see the point he's getting at there, though, right? Uh, it's competition and recruiting over everybody, and your job is is never safe and all of that. And I, I get all of that. But let's let's dig a little deeper into reality for a second. Zach Wilson, well, should I not use Zach Wilson as an, as an example? Because is that, is that too sensitive? Um, Johnny Manziel breaks out as a freshman at Texas A&M. They have room, a scholarship, an, uh, an opening in the room for a, a quarterback, uh, Hanson. They're going out recruiting, going into Johnny Manziel's sophomore year. Are they going to bring in a senior transfer from a P5 program, or are they going to use that roster spot for – a up-and-coming quarterback who they believe they can develop over two years to hand the reins to when Johnny Manziel inevitably goes to the NFL. That. That, yeah. So the recruiting is different when you're talking about transfers in general and more specifically senior transfer. Now I have one more, I have one more question for you. If you were uh, the star defensive lineman at BYU that you were – and the team brought in 
two players two years in a row senior transfers exactly at your position, what would you think? I better play harder. Right, 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 right. What would you think, I, I guess, about the coach's opinion? They don't of you? think I'm doing the job. There it is. So, so that's all I'm I'm looking into, and I don't I don't think I'm insulting anybody. Frankly, the Utah they've got to win ball games. They got to have a quarterback to do it. That's just my concern about Cam Rising. And you know what? Urban Meyer picked Brett Elliott over Alex Smith, and Alex Smith proved everybody wrong. So you know maybe maybe that's Cam Rising. I just wonder because Utah's done that twice. I kind of feel like Utah's fan base right now is just a little. They're a little shell shocked. And I think they're a little angry. Understandably so. Yeah. That's another thing I got. I got a I got a, called a sack of crap and said, could they maybe give Utah two weeks to mourn Aaron Lowe, which is something, unfortunately, we've had to, to, to address and talk about because we're a sports talk station. But we also have four hours of radio to fill every day, and Utah is playing this weekend. Right. we gotta, we got to talk football. That's that's what we do, and it's it's very difficult to talk football yeah. in these circumstances. It was with Ty Jordan, too. I mean, it's hard, but that's what we do. It's a sports talk station. So I, I apologize there, uh, Twitter follower who called me a sack of crap. Uh, but, I mean, talking about sports is what we do on the station. We've got to fill content. We've got to talk to the listeners and— that's what we do. Apologies to to you fans and uh, and certainly the team for how they're hurting. I, I, they're shell shocked, and I, yeah. I I do feel like there is a group of Utah fans that are looking to you know find anybody that's trying to attack or or trying to make fun of or trying to belittle the staff or any of that. Right now, it feels like there's this group of guardians out there that's being really sensitive to all that. Um, I got attacked last week pretty good, and that's and that's fine. I'm, I understand it, and I've I've tried to be as sensitive as I can, and and for good reason. And you know that sensitivity really comes from a genuine place. But just like the coaches had to go back out on the football field and coach, we got to go back into the radio room and talk football. Right, and th- it feels insensitive at times, and it feels difficult at times, but. That's what we have to talk about. And this quarterback situation is a real deal. You know, not only have they recruited over the top of Cam Rising, they've missed on some quarterback recruiting. And and that's brutal too. Hey, but guess what? BYU missed on a lot of offensive line recruiting for about a 10-year period. They missed on defensive line recruiting for about an 8-year period. Like, they, they, they've missed. And as far as having somebody come in over the top of you, I actually had this specific thing happen to me. I was a starter. I was a starter at the center position in the AFL and making good money. I was playing in New Orleans and having an absolute blast. And the coach came to me, the position coach came to me at about game five or game six and said, we're bringing in a guy that's got three, four more years experience. We're bringing him in to take your job. Sat me down, looked me right in the face, told me they're bringing this guy in. They brought him in to take my job. He'll be here this week. The guy showed up. I looked at him, didn't talk to him, looked at him with total disgust. And and I'll just tell you this, the D-tackle across from me had the worst week of practice of his life because I made it miserable for everybody. Right. I became practice All-American, and, and I turned it up a notch. And guess what? I got better, and they put him on a bus two weeks later. And coaches know that, too. 
right? Yeah. Coaches know, like, hey, we can get a little bit right. more and, out of this and, guy. Yeah. And, and guess maybe, what? Maybe that's that, what it is to that, the U Twitter mom. Maybe that's what it is. But that's not an attack on the coaching staff. No, it's not. Because I, I do believe that this staff is looking at Cam and looking at this offensive line and looking at these recruits, and they're being as frank as they can with them of, hey, it's not good enough. So we're going to do better. Andy Ludwig, if you can't get better, we'll do what we've done here before. We'll make an offensive coordinator change. We've done that. We've got a footprint of doing that. If you can't get it done, that's what's going to happen. This It's business. The quarterback position's business. Yeah. The way you recruit is business. The way you function is business. And that's not an insult. No. That's not insensitivity. It's just business. And recruiting is such an inexact science. It's a it's a funny thing to talk about. And listen, the Utah has recruited above their weight for a long time. They've got a lot of credibility in that department, but in a lot of areas, it, it especially the running back and corners. Oh yeah. yeah. And D-line and across the board just everybody's got their misses. What did Gary Anderson always used to tell us? I'm I'm trying to remember his exact ratio. Like if you hit on 3 out of 5 Recruits, you're doing pretty well. If you hit on two out of five I recruits, you're fired. Whatever it was, it was three of five was. It was like three of five was three. okay, four of five was great, two of five you're out. And it's because it's it's tough and it's an inexact science. And the people who get it right are the ones that get you know big jobs and move up because and the ones who get it wrong uh, aren't going to be around for a long time. And that's that's why there's now internal pressure on coaches to play the guys that they recruit so they succeed, which is a, a funny political game inside of. Teams. You know, I really understand why Kyle Whittingham does the what he does. I do because he knows his defense is so good. He knows if he just had an offense that would keep pace, that he'd have a shot at a Pac-12 title, at a Rose Bowl berth, at so many big things. If his offense could just work like his defense works. Now, his defense, the way it works and the way they recruit takes a lot of resources and a lot of time and a lot of attention. But I totally see why Kyle Whittingham does what he does. And I totally see why Andy Ludwig went out and found a a senior transfer. I I get it. You get it. We all get it. That's not an attack on Cam Rising. That's not an attack on Andy Ludwig. It's not an attack on Kyle Whittingham. It's business. It's the bottom line of college football and professional football, which college football has become that. It's now a profession. If you're not getting your job done, I'm making $3.5 million as head coach. I'm making $1.2 million as a coordinator. Right. You're not getting your job done. You're done. We're going to have to find somebody that can come in right now and do it. Oh, you're injured? That's another thing that you got to take into account. When you go out and get Charlie Brewer, you're still looking at Cam Rising coming injury. back from the injury, yeah. and you're like, can he do it? Can he come back? How quick will the recovery be? What week will he be available? Is he going to be able to be a part of fall camp? All they're doing is doing their job. That's it. And that's an interesting perspective, you know, hedging your bets. But it's still tough. I mean, you can't be selling that to the senior transfer that you're you're just hedging, hedging your bets. That's not what you're telling that guy, right? You're not telling that guy, well, you're going to come in just in case our guy isn't ready to go. No, you're telling that guy we don't we we aren't sure. So we need you to come in and, and get this team ready. Yeah. So otherwise, you're going after a younger guy, right? Somebody you can develop. We asked Mason Wake about recruiting and what a weird world it is. And going through it on the other side, I'm sure well, is wild. Although you were like all everything, everything, and Tom Osborne is flying in to buy you dinner. Recruiting was very good for me. Yeah, it was very, it very, very awesome. good for it. Was it was amazing? But 
my best friend on the team, it, it felt like every other day they were announcing a new three or four or five star or some big stud tight end that they were bringing into the program. They brought two guys that were like these highly touted guys that they kept telling my buddy, like, sorry, your time's done. And those guys came in, and my buddy rise to the occasion, played extremely hard, beat them out, stayed on the field. Mm. Those guys became defensive ends. Mm. So it's just a way to put pressure on. It's, it's what coaches have to do. It's not an attack on the coaches. It's just how it is now. Thanks for dropping by, buddy. It's you good bet. to see you. Two days in a row. Oh, make it, let's make it three, man. I'll be here tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have more next. Don't forget Ben Anderson at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. PK jumps on with us at 4. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. It's back-to-back Mountain West Conference opponents for the Cougars as they welcome in Boise State to LaBelle Edwards Stadium for a showdown against the Broncos. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 1230 with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a game day on the station. The Jazz take on the Mavericks tonight, preseason. Game number two. Pre-game will begin at 5.30. Tim Lacombe will be here. We'll get you ready for a 6.30 tip with our guys uh, David Locke and Ron Boone. And, of course, we'll be here for halftime and post-game as well. If you're just joining us, uh, the injury report is long for the Jazz tonight. No Rudy. Gobert, no Joe Ingles, no Mike Conley, no Donovan Mitchell, Hassan White. Those guys are all out due to rest. Hassan Whiteside has left heel soreness. Uh, Bogdanovich uh, still dealing with the shoulder. And Rudy Gay uh, still dealing with the heel. So a lot uh, a lot of Jared Butler tonight. Yes. Yeah, give me a lot of that. Hey, a lot of Delk. Got to take Delk. a lot of breaths. Got to take a lot of breaths to read that. Yeah, that no kidding. I, I'm uh, I sign me up to watch Doke Rec Shop there out there go. tonight. How many minutes did he play? I, uh, I might actually let's see. How many minutes did he play? He managed to get five fouls. Oh, but he played twenty five minutes. Gonna need him a little bit longer. You need to get more than twenty five. I know, but considering he was picking up five fouls in like eight minutes. <laughs> okay, this is a step in the right direction. Yes. Uh, I do think he's a very interesting player, as I've talked a lot about on the show. So we'll get a lot of that, a lot of Trent Forrest tonight. It'll be interesting to see as they uh, you know, battle for positioning toward the back of the roster. And, of course, uh, the back of the roster the Jazz have utilized really well over the years. So a lot of opportunities have come out of it. And uh, we'll watch tonight's game with that in mind. We're going to talk to Ben Anderson of KSL Sports coming up next. Stay tuned. PK at 4, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.